EAM is a podcast that proves women can still be strong and influential while being godly and humble. EAM streams anywhere you listen to your music and podcasts. If you like what you hear, visit our website, eamisher.wixsite.com for more resources. Hey guys, second episode of EAM. This is so exciting. Yay. Hi guys. I'm really excited for this topic. Me okay, too. So... Just to recap last week, last week we kind of covered um, the idea of worth and um, how Jesus sees every person worthy, that we are part of his creation. And um, we kind of talked about that idea about being part of the body of Christ, how the body of Christ is composed of different members, us, who are not the same, all are not the same, but every member performs a certain duty and each of those duties have its own dignity its own respect its own work and its own importance right you guys think good Mm -hmm. good good enough recap yeah yeah i think so yeah i agree and we talked a lot about um self-worth in general and i think this week we're gonna zone in a lot more about um our worth as women our roles as women uh especially in a time where men are getting away with a lot and maybe even in our coptic community it's pretty male dominated Mm -hmm. so we're gonna just start by seeing what the bible says about women um so we're gonna read John 8 for today. Okay, let's get started. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, uh, one God, amen. But Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. Now early in the morning, he came again into the temple, and all the people came to him, and he sat down and taught them. Then the scribes and Pharisees brought to him a woman caught in adultery. And And when they had set her in the midst, they said to him, Teacher, this woman was caught in adultery in the very act. Now Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned. What do you say? This they said, testing him, that they might have something of which to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down and wrote on the ground with his finger, as though he did not hear. So when they continued asking him, he raised himself up and said to them, He who is without sin among you, let him throw a stone at her first. And again he stooped down and wrote on the ground. Then those who heard it, being convicted by their conscience, went out one by one, beginning with the oldest even to the last. And Jesus was left alone, and the woman standing in the midst. When Jesus had raised himself up and saw no one but the woman, he said to her, Woman, where are those accusers of yours? Has no one condemned you? She said, No one, Lord. And Jesus said to her, Neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. Then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in the darkness, but have the light of life. I love this passage. I love it so much. Jesus' love for this woman was so um, different from anything that she she probably imagined in her life or experienced in her life. Um, Mm -hmm. She was so humiliated in this moment when they probably brought her... Um, up in front of all these Pharisees to be judged, to be stoned. And, and Jesus showed her this love that, that probably like surpassed all of her understanding of, of what kindness and compassion is. Um, yeah. He showed her mercy and, and brought her dignity back as a woman, as a person, and um, you know, defended her in, in front of all of society, which I think is just beautiful. Mm-hmm. I mean, talk about Jesus being like, the best feminist you'll ever hear. <laughs> that's that's what this passage screams out to me, I feel. I feel like Christ really defended this woman when she was like, it says she was caught in the very act of it. Yeah. And I guess 
and I guess my first thought was he he didn't you know um, he didn't kind of like stand up for her around all of these people and as soon as they left he kind of condemned her for it or he yelled at her and he was like how could you do this or mm-hmm. or whatever but instead he you're right Marina like it was kind of like a, like the love that he had for her was it another kind of love it was in its own league absolutely it was n- yeah not something sure. you could it wasn't comparable to anything you've ever felt yeah no for sure and I think nowadays especially I feel like um the Pharisees it's very still applicable to this day in our day-to-day society I think people are still very very harsh on women like um I remember when we were all in Sunday school I don't know if you guys remember <laughs> but uh we used to like in Sunday school they used to teach us this lesson which was such a beautiful lesson and I remember it was like about purity and how the reason why we shouldn't date so many people or things like that is because, you know, you won't have as much feelings towards them. And the point is still valid. But I just remember the sentiment behind it. Like they would pass around a piece of tape and they would mm-hmm. like make it stick on you. And by the end, the tape wouldn't be sticky anymore. So it, it made me feel like when you grow up as a girl, let's say you messed mm-hmm. up. Let's say you really, you know, um, you, you decided to go that route. Are you useless? Do you, how do you come back from that? And I like that Jesus here, he shows, no, there's still use for you. You're not useless to me and it's funny because I think boys can get away with a lot like boys can do whatever they want and they can still get married and it's like, oh, boys will always be boys no one ever says girls will always be yeah. like, girls are held to a higher standard but for some reason get no credit but here like he's saying no you're just as like prone to faults as the rest of us and I forgive you and I don't condemn yeah, you I totally agree this passage shows how revolutionary Jesus was because the Pharisees were coming to him with hopes and dreams that he would condemn her in front of everyone and prove their point and prove their law and support them or on the other hand if he didn't then basically he would be a blasphemer and he would uh you know be against all of the pharisees and all the jews and everything and he did something so revolutionary that was neither you know completely go with them nor go against them he fulfilled the law like he he went a step way further ahead of all of society's pressures and and labels and reputations and said no i'm not opposing the law but i'm fulfilling it and asking you a second question asking you a criteria who is the one without sin and let him cast the first stone so i feel like when when we're talking about the reputation nowadays like karen was mentioning i think we have to be so so careful about the labels that we throw at people and see whether these labels actually apply to us first. Mm-hmm. I really love that. And, and I wanted to touch on something that you said and kind of take it back to the passage because in verse, uh, what is it? Six, it says this, they said testing him mm-hmm. that they might have something of which to accuse him. So they kind of brought this woman as like a kind of weapon. Yeah. They were like, let's see how he's going to respond to this. And they used the woman as a weapon against Christ and what Christ and what he did in response was it says that he stooped down. Mm-hmm. So that kind of it's it's almost like he tried any in any way he could to be mm-hmm. to, to kind of connect with her, to identify with her. Yeah. He was like, let yeah, me Yeah, that was beautiful. Yeah, let me stoop down. Let me this act of humility so that I could identify with her so that she could see something in me. Mm-hmm. And I love that. I, I totally agree. No, yeah. I try to imagine how the woman must have been, like, physically, the position. She's probably down on her knees, trying to hide her face, trying to disappear. Like, maybe dig a hole and die. Yeah, must have been so Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, for Jesus to, just like he did in his incarnation, to literally stoop down, literally come down to our level physically and associate with us. Maybe so he can see her eye to eye. He can give her dignity and compassion. Yeah, and if you think about it, like, if Jesus will do that, like, who are we to not do that yeah, for one another absolutely you know? right yeah 
and talk about like women for women and having each other's backs. I mean, that totally goes with what you're saying and with what Maria was saying about, you know, giving her some kind of dignity back mm-hmm. um, where she felt like it was being taken away from her and not just from like a person, but from a crowd, from a multitude of people. Imagine everybody mm-hmm. just stripping you away of of who you, like nothing is yours anymore. Yeah. He didn't only do that with um, the sinner woman. He did it with the sinners and the tax collectors in the, in the passage that we read last week. He was basically making a statement here. In his eyes, a soul is a soul. Like woman, man, sinner, tax collector, whoever you are, you are so valued in God's eyes. And he, he just is showing mm-hmm. that love to us. Yeah, I love that. Because we talked a little bit about worth last week being misunderstood or the misconception that your worth lies in how many services you do or how spiritual you are. And it's completely against what Jesus would have considered uh, as worth. His worth lies in the fact that he loves this woman and I created this woman, therefore I love her. That's it. Not because of her actions. Yeah. Going back to um, the creation, uh, taking it back a little bit, um, in Genesis 2.18, it actually says that when he created Eve, he created a helper comparable to him. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's not that someone was made lesser or someone was made as a servant or someone was made with pride taken away, but equal pride, equal worthiness, equal everything. Mm-hmm. And he even took a rib out of Adam, not a femur and not a skull, yeah. Yeah. but a rib, a sign of like equality, like hip to hip, you know? Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, I really liked that. And I also really liked how he kind of, with that act of stooping down, he took her guilt upon himself. Mm. He was like, let Mm -hmm. me, so even when he was down on earth, he was like, let me share this burden with you. Yeah. That's what he does. I love that. And she found that her father was waiting to embrace her, waiting to receive her, waiting to show her his, his like perfect love, his infallible love. Oh no, for sure. Yeah, and he didn't even defend her by saying, like, guys, maybe mm-hmm. she didn't do it, or, like, by trying to, like, poke holes in the story, or at least she didn't do yeah. this. Like, he completely, like, stood by the fact she did this. This happened for sure. She was caught in the act. He didn't even, like, address it. It was more of, like, but who here yeah. hasn't, you know? Yeah, exactly. That writing in the sand, uh, lots of church fathers are talking about how, exactly like you said, he's writing down their sins. And this is maybe what shamed them so much to the point that they had to leave. Um, and, and reminding mm-hmm. them that, like, I'm the one who wrote this, this law, the, the law that you're trying to implement on people. <laughs> it was written by the finger of God. So it's the same finger exactly. that's not writing in the sand. Who are you to judge? And it's mm-hmm. a clear, really adamant reminder for us. Who are we to judge? You know, it's so, it's so, um, it's, it's very judgmental of us to basically throw the stones of labels and the stones of hatred and, and reputation um, that we're trying to do sometimes in society from girl to girl when we're yeah. really all in the same boat, essentially. Yeah, and just going back to that whole like girl to girl thing, I totally agree with that because sometimes us girls, we, we complain a lot. Maybe we are mistreated and maybe like um, people don't listen to us. But at the end of the day, I think sometimes it, it does start from us and how we treat each other. Because when we throw those labels around from each other, then how can we blame when boys start to use those same labels to 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 like define who we are so it's like we have to start being nicer to each other we have to listen to one another and actually uplift one another instead of being like oh she did this i'm better than her because i didn't do this like we have to acknowledge every girl is different we all struggle with different things we can't judge also we all come from different places so you don't know where other people are coming from we just have to start forgiving one another and being kinder to one another and maybe that's actually kind of the first step to even acknowledge like helping feminism or um instead of just saying 
we're going yeah. acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. I know? love that. And I think the problem with labels on top of the fact that we're ignorant of our own, you know, uh, in our own eyes is the fact that they're very stagnant. We don't give room for the person that we've labeled to improve. Um, I read this beautiful mm-hmm. meditation about Jesus writing in the sand saying that he was writing their sins in the sand. Sure. But that's only going to last like a few seconds. And then the wind is going to blow away and it's kind of going to, you know, erase whatever their sins are. Oh, Whereas our names are in- inscribed in his hands, meaning like mm-hmm. the worth that we have in him does not leave his name. Like our name is completely on his hands all the time. We don't lose worth. Yeah. We don't Boom. lose worth. So I loved it. I totally, I love that. I love because that. Because you know what? I feel like everyone always thinks that boys are so well-rounded. They can be more than one thing. Like a boy mm-hmm. can be funny and this and this. But girls, like you're right. Like we always get like one label. Like she's just yeah. nice or she's just shy or she's good at this yeah. and that's what she's good at. But I like that you're right. Like we're yeah. well-rounded. Yeah. We're more than one thing. I think the encounter with mm-hmm. Jesus transforms people. So you see the woman, he tells her go. And this go is not denying, like you said, what happened in the past. But it's like, okay, I'm absolving you now. Move forward and let's be transformed mm-hmm. sin no more he gives her a proactive um a proactive judgment basically but in a in a in a positive way in a sense yeah you know i i i feel like that that's what made her such a strong woman like i think that we have to make sometimes a clear distinction what does it mean to be a strong independent woman that that phrases thrown around so often lately mm-hmm. and it doesn't mean standing up and saying i am proud of what i did like that's what we were learned to do like sorry we're taught to do is to stand up and say i did this and i own up to it because mm-hmm. that's who i am that's not being strong mary magdalene the sinner woman here she's strong because she owned up to what she did she saw that jesus forgave her she took that and she didn't just go to her room and like cry she actually mm-hmm. changed her life and she became something more that yeah. strong mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i like how we see Kind of, I'm very touched by how it says, and Jesus raised himself up and saw no one but the woman. Mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. I think if anything, that's like one of my favorite verses of the passage, uh, because he stooped down and we talked about how when he stooped down, he kind of connected with that woman on that level. And when he stooped down, he didn't care to hear the noise. In fact, it said that he ignored mm-hmm. the noise. It says mm-hmm. as though he did not hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he like pretended like no one was around and he kind of wanted to connect with her eye to eye. And then once everyone had left, once all that noise was gone, he raised himself up. He resurrected. And elevated he, her with um, him. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. So it was like he came down to earth. He connected with us. He raised himself so that we can also be with him yeah. and be raised mm-hmm. with him. I love that. And this is exactly what that is. And I yeah. love that. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So passage was great women empowerment woohoo and then and then i look around to my community to my church and the society that we live in and i think where is that women empowerment when our at least i feel like and and karen i think you said this in the very beginning where i feel like sometimes our church or our community can be very male dominated and i'm not just talking about you know guys can be priests and guys can be deacons and women's camp but it's also like in service where i feel like um, men, when they do something uh, great, they get so much praise for it. And then when women do the exact same thing or something of equal of equal praise, they kind of like it's it's almost like it's expected. Mm. Like, oh, this was what we were like looking for it in the yeah. first place, kind of thing. So, what what do you guys? How do you guys? A how do you think that this passage can be applied when we approach our services, when we approach our community, when we approach people around us? And B, or actually I would reverse them. I'd say 
that would be B. A would be where else do we see these holes? Yeah, I, I actually, like, I just want to share a personal experience from that. I actually, I remember one summer I was working and it was a job at church. And I just remember, like, every time that I would show up late, uh, even if it would be five minutes late, I would get in huge amounts of troubles. And if a guy showed up literally an hour late, it was joke after joke mm-hmm. and hug and laughter because I think there's this, I think you're right, like there's this stigma that maybe boys are more fun and girls are more responsible or that's the standard we're held to. But going back to what should we do about it, I remember around that time I got really, really upset uh, because I had started not only seeing it in that job, but I, I started in a lot of my services. And when one thing becomes visible, you know how you just start to see it everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. started to get angry and I started... At first, I handled it wrong because um, when I get angry, I get vocal. Mm. So I remember I just went around, I mouthed off, um, this is bad, this is bad. And that goes really towards like controlling your emotions and how in that moment, I should have kind of directed my emotions instead of getting mad and mouthing off. I, I, I decided to do the right thing at the end and I kind of went straight to the source and I talked to the coordinators and I actually felt like they were really receptive because the thing is, it's not their fault that a lot of the people that are in charge right now are from a generation before us where feminism was very strong and the Coptic community had a lot of expectations for girls that God doesn't have. But we are the next generation and that's the good thing. So the good thing is we can do it different. When we're in power, we shouldn't, when, like when we're girls, coordinators or whatever we are, we shouldn't be more harsh on our girl servants mm-hmm. than we are on our guy servants. Like we should be more aware of it and, you know, bring that to light. And always address everything lovingly and with humility. I think that's Mm -hmm. the biggest thing. I agree. And I mean, if we're really looking for during those times where we feel like we're completely overlooked and we kind of start doubting like Mm -hmm. if this is also how God would see us or view us and we're truly looking for kind of um, a perfect female model, I think we just look back at church history Mm -hmm. and and obviously the Bible. Like Mm -hmm. if we look at the, the Virgin Mary was most continuously honored continuously on her and for obvious reasons like she carried him right (laughs) um but then there's also like if you think about it there was one man underneath the cross but there were multiple women (laughs) Mm -hmm. and even after that who were the first people to witness the resurrection Mm -hmm. mary magdalene see that's our emotions getting the better of us you know (laughs) yeah so so there's so much and if we look at church history there's saint damiana and 40 virgins like pick one pick one (laughs) there are 40 of them you can pick one you can find one and there's saint mary of egypt and there are all these people and and i think we should remember that above all no matter how we feel whether it's in service or how desperate or how in despair we feel we should remember that in christ's eyes man woman greek jew slave free our prayer is equal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A soul is a soul. <laughs> and I think, yes, yes. A soul is a soul. Mm-hmm. I love that, mm-hmm. Marina. Mm-hmm. I agree. But there is also like, like, even though we are equal in the eyes of God, I, I think we touched on this before, but we do have different roles. And that's something also to acknowledge, yes. you know, that there isn't, we don't have to do what guys do to, to be to equal practice to them. feminism. Yes. Exactly. Like, it's fine if you can't reach the top box and you want to let your husband <laughs> get it. That's fine. That doesn't make you any less of a feminist, you know? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I think... Um, people like the church likens uh, the relationship of man to woman to Christ to the church. And, you know, there is different roles in that, in that he is the head of the church. And th- it's said that the husband is supposed to be the head of the wife. That doesn't mean he's superior to her. It doesn't mean that um, he's her boss, but it does mean that we are called.
called as wives to maybe submit to our husbands, but also husbands are called to lay down their life if it comes to it for their wives, mm-hmm. like to that extent, because that's what Christ did. So we do have different roles, but they are just as important. Exactly. Exactly. Different roles. We're, we're different. We're not, Christ didn't call us to be the same. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? So men are, women are different, but that doesn't mean that our, and our deeds are different. But that doesn't mean that the importance of each are the same. Yeah, it wouldn't be a body of Christ if we were all one organ, just like St. Paul says. So we have Mm -hmm. to appreciate our differences and even our differences among women, among our female friends. It's okay for one of us to be loud and the other to be more reserved. It's okay for one to be whatever, more outgoing versus more, you know, one-on-one interactions. These differences are what actually strengthen our body of Christ and strengthen the service and allow us to reach out to many people of diversity that we can serve. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to say a quote that I found by Saint, uh, by Pope Shenouda, beautiful, beautiful quote. He says, and I think he sums this up so nicely. He says, a bird may sing a sweet song on a tree and a lion may roar in the forest. Mm. If the bird tries to be a lion, it's not suitable. It's more beautiful for the bird, for the sparrow or the pigeon to sing a sweet song and then to roar like a lion. And if the lion tries to sing like the bird, it will not be acceptable. Let women be in the service of women and man in the service of man. Equality of women and men is not realized by masculinizing women but by discovering the dignity of their femininity. Mm. (laughs) Wow. And I love that. Yeah. I love that. He perfectly sums up what it means to be a feminist. He perfectly sums up what it means to be a lady. It's not to be quiet and sit Mm -hmm. in a corner, but everyone has their their own perfect work that is given to them, Mm -hmm. their own deeds and their own talents. You're not meant to sing like a lion. Maybe someone else is, but your job is to sing like a bird, but do it beautifully. Mm -hmm. Like do it to its fullest. Mm-hmm. and I love how he doesn't just say like you're gonna be who you are like he uses the word femininity I love that because yes. it's like you know what we are all feminine just in different ways yeah. and that's beautiful yeah absolutely yep yeah, I agree so this was so so I guess what next mm. <laughs> the, the question the golden hour how do we take this and go into the world with it I love the irony of this passage about how the Pharisees brought in the woman to Jesus thinking he would condemn her but it's the fact that they brought her to Jesus that saved her so mm. I love that. And I think we should be mm. like the Pharisees, but of course not with their outcome and their desire in mind, but with bringing mm-hmm. people to Jesus. If we find that there is an issue, that there is someone who has fallen, who is caught, we realize our own mistakes. We realize our own sins, but we bring them to Jesus and he's the one who transforms. We just leave them at the feet of Jesus. He stoops down, he elevates and he raises up. So I think that's my takeaway from it. Amen. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Yeah, he stoops down, he elevates, and he raises up. That's yeah. beautiful. Yeah, and I think my takeaway from today is actually um, going back to what Marina said about how he knows everything about us, like he's the all-knowing. I love that you will never be able to find validation in the eyes of others because at the end of the day, they don't know everything about mm-hmm. you. So maybe if they knew one thing about you that you're keeping hidden, they wouldn't like you so much. Yeah. But it's really, really comforting to know he knows everything. Jesus saw this woman, he knew everything about her, and he still forgave yeah. her. That, to me, is worth Actually, Karen, you reminded me of a beautiful verse in the story of the Samaritan woman that I like can never forget, where um, it says, and he knew everything that I have ever yeah. done, mm. and that I had, that I had mm. ever done. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And he still yeah. loved And he still and, did, yeah. 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 There's this beautiful song called Known. And just my favorite line is, I'm fully known and loved by you. Not but loved oh. by you, but and loved by you. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, the love mm-hmm. that Jesus shows her, that's what I am taking away from it. Like, it's it's a love that that she would never have experienced from anyone else. And, you know, it's a blessing in disguise that, like Mary was saying, that she was brought to him. And he will restore us and he will shine his divine light in us. So we just need a we need a we need to accept that calling. We need to accept that call that he's giving to everyone, all of his children, um, all the souls, like we said, it's a, a soul's a soul, no matter who you are, whatever your your social mm-hmm. status mm-hmm. is, whatever gender you are, whatever it is, however you're feeling, you need to go to him and he will and he will do the rest. Yeah. Yeah. And just stemming off yeah. of that, like go out into the world and be nice to one another. Like, mm-hmm. stop talking about feminism. Stop talking about how it's unfair. <laughs> and genuinely go start being fair to one another and, and forgive one another. Yes. Mm-hmm. And enjoy. Enjoy uh, his divine love for you. You know? Oh, It'll make it joyful. Yeah. Like, yeah. It is. Mm-hmm. No, I think what I was going to say was uh, my biggest takeaway from today is uh, what Maria, two things. What Maria said about your sins are your sins and they're written in this hand and they will blow away mm-hmm. uh, to him. He doesn't see those forever, but your name is written is inscribed in the palm of his hand yes. forever. So, uh, and that kind of ties with the other thing that I, I, I would take away from today that I would honestly try and remember when I go out into the world and when I feel injustice or when I feel uh, like I've been done wrong or anything like that is I just remember that when he stooped down, he saw her and when he was raised up, all he saw yeah. was her. Yeah. If you liked what you heard today, visit our website, emasher.wixsite.com slash mysite for links to the resources used to prepare for these episodes. Have a question? Want to suggest a topic? Write us on our website. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you are listening to this and follow us on our Instagram and Facebook pages. Please keep us in your prayers. God bless.